What is going on, everybody? If you don't know, now you do know. You're officially tuned in to another special edition of the HFWB podcast series. This is your host, Clifton Pope. And with me today, I have a very spe- special gentleman, excuse me, who's very talented in his own right. I mean, if you don't know who this guy is, I mean, especially if you're living in the coastal band, and I don't know really what to tell you. Like I said, this man is super talented. He, if you haven't heard Chili Con Chili, you need to hear about it. He's a great guy. I'm not going to waste any time introducing him. His name is Mr. Matt Stacy Stevens. I got Mr. Chili Con Chili. I know himself on the HFWB podcast series. Matt, it's a pleasure, man. How you doing? Thank you, Clifton. I'm glad to be on here. Appreciate it. Of course, of course, Matt. Um, for the people who are listening to the HFWB podcast series, a lot of people don't understand how much of an impact and how much behind-the-scenes work you do for the Coastal Bend community. For those who are listening right now, give a little bit of a breakdown as far as what it is you do that impacts the community so well in your own way. Well, I've been involved with the community ever since I I, w- I moved off when I was in college and then returned after college. And when I did, I started working for nonprofit organizations as far as helping them put together fundraisers, special events. And I started off in the early 90s with which at the time was called the Coastal Men AIDS Foundation. And it's now has changed its name and it's called the uh, Coastal Men Wellness Center. And at the time when I started with them, I uh, approached them and they didn't have anybody that would handle any marketing or any fundraising. And in the early 90s, there was a horrible stigma with the disease AIDS. And so they just figured there wouldn't be a lot of people donating. And I was pleasantly surprised myself how successful the uh, project ended up being. And yeah. I was in, and it was amazing how many people rallied around that organization and helped them out in so many ways. And I was very inspired, you know, that the Corpus Christi and the Coastal Bend in South Texas was so supportive of so many people. And because of it, I moved on and decided I was going to start doing it with all nonprofit organizations. And basically, that's what I've done. I have a background in the entertainment business, so I pretty much, my, my specialty is with entertainment, whether it be anyone, uh, sports figures, you know, of course, motivational speakers, bands, uh, you know, anyone, any Hollywood figure, uh, it, it usually does make a big difference when you're having a fundraiser or a project. And that's where I come in and they call me and, and I put together, I work with their budget, see what they have and try to find the personality that matches the organization best for they'll be successful. And of course, I want them to be successful because if they're not successful, they won't be using me. But I've had a lot of luck and I've worked with a lot of wonderful nonprofit organizations here in South Texas and now in San Antonio. That is beautiful stuff, beautiful stuff. And for the people who are listening right now, you just brought up the key word, Matt, entertainment. Who is the, who out of all the people who you brought to the Coastal Band as far as for the nonprofits and the fundraisers and everything, which one is like, would you say is your personal favorite experience as far as working with? You know, there's, there's so many, most of them are very, very nice and easy to work with and such a joy. And, you know, they just, they're just here for a day. Unfortunately, in corporate, it's kind of hard getting in and out. So sometimes they have to stay a couple of days, depending on the weather, you know, how they can get in and out of corpus. But so many, I just almost don't know where to start. But I think Joan Rivers, the late comedian, Joan Rivers, when I brought her, I just, I couldn't believe how nice she was and her work ethic. I don't know. She was, 
definitely in her 80s when she was here. It was about 10 years ago. And uh, she just worked so hard. And I got to meet her and her personal assistant. And they were just just a delight to work with. I mean, um, too bad, you know, that she had to pass like she did. But uh, it was so much fun. And it was great. And it, it was kind of a little more more about that story is she came in on uh, the day before a hurricane was getting ready to hit Corpus Christi. And so the organization decided the uh, organization was the Ronald McDonald house decided that they were still going to have the event no matter what. And they were going to evacuate the city the following day. And of course, and Joan Rivers didn't cancel. And so we did the event and it wasn't as many people, but we had, it was a sold out event. And I think at the end of the day, we only had a couple hundred people there at the event. It was great. And she went on stage and told everybody, she goes, you know, I know y'all are uptight about the hurricane. So I normally would give a real clean humanitarian presentation. She goes, but I'm gonna give you my Las Vegas act. And it was something else. And I mean, people had a great time and long story short, the next day she flew out it's just like there was no hurricane it was just i love that i love people that work hard and and of course i love working with the community you know there's so many giving people here in corporate Christie, and a lot of them are anonymous you know a lot of people we think you know who are these people and a lot of these people don't want recognition they just want to help which is amazing so once again that like i say that is one of many that i brought i brought literally i was thinking about the other day hundreds of entertainers here to the coastal bend and um but that was definitely it it seems like for some reason sports figures are really a big all the doubt work with all the Dallas cowboys the spurs you know and i, I brought my Ditka from chicago here one year and just a variety you know of uh entertainers and uh sports figures you're listening to it now on the hfwd podcast series for a reason anyone who's here in the coastal band who's wondered how all these big figures have come to corpus over the years mr matt stevens is the reason for making this happen and with that being said i just want to thank you first and foremost just for even making that possible matt now the reason no of course definitely you deserve it i mean all the behind the scenes stuff you're doing as far as pulling the strings man i remember when you were telling me whenever I was doing the Chili Con Chili episode with you. I was just in awe of it. I was just like, wow, that's incredible. And speaking of Chili Con Chili, I, this is the main reason why I wanted to bring you on the podcast today. I want to know what the origin story behind Chili Con Chili. For those who are listening to the HFWD podcast series, well, how did it all start? Well, you know, I, I had no plans on doing this whatsoever. It was, uh, I think I started probably four years ago. And um, I was reading a book. I love reading books. I'm not a television person. I read a lot of books. And I was reading a book about an individual who lived in Mexico that turned his life around. It just his life wasn't going the way he wanted it. And so he, he moved to Mexico. And in the book, he put a lot of different advice in there. And he said what he enjoyed doing most was doing things that are out of the box that he normally wouldn't do. And just something that kind of changes his way of thinking and whatnot, what have you. And so I started thinking that I needed to make a change in my life. You know, I wanted to do something that, and you know, I wanted to do something. This was way before COVID. I wanted to do something that I could do out of my house 
and something that I could kind of look forward to. And I wanted to do something that I enjoy doing. And one of the things I do enjoy doing is cooking. And, uh, and I love, like I said, I don't watch TV, but the only thing I do watch on TV are the cooking programs. And I just didn't think they were too entertaining. I thought they were cooking, but at the end of the day, it was almost like you would fall asleep. You know, the shows were kind of boring. <laughs> so I thought, you know, I'll put a little spin on this and we'll just have fun, you know, with the show while we're cooking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's, that's, that's really kind of the way it went. And as, unfortunately, one of the big points of the show was that, in the middle of the show, my doorbell would ring and my friend at the time who's now deceased, he would walk in and he was called Sam the Taster. And every Sunday night he would come in there and taste the food. And, and it was really funny because he's really, really honest. And so if something wasn't good, I mean, he would flat out, you know, throw me under the bus and say, man, this is not good at all. You know, which is great. I mean, people like that. He was a big hit and everybody loved him. And unfortunately, just we were only into the show about not even a year when he passed away. And then I decided I was going to start having people guests in the community and outside of the community be my tasters. And I usually like people that have some, you know, there's something going on in their life, i.e. like you, where you have a lot going on and actually, you know, you were on Chili Con Chili and the day before you were all over the news with your, with what you're doing, which I find fascinating. And I think the, the neat thing about this is that it allows people to uh, meet, it's just not a cooking show, but the people I bring on, you get to learn about them. And I think that's what I like. A lot of you people come into my house that I would never have in my house, whether it be a judge, the district attorney, you know, somebody running for governor. I mean, I'd be, I would, if it wasn't for this show, I would never have them in my house. And so it's really cool because I get to sit down and meet with them and, you know, kind of uh, get to know what they're all about. But yeah, Chili Corn Chili, it's every Sunday at uh, 7 p.m. You just go to the Facebook page, Chili Con Chili. Yes, yes. I'm glad you brought up the, the experience that we had whenever I, we did our Chili Con Chili episodes. It's funny because I was, when I, when I first heard of it, I was just, I was, I, I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw it on my newsfeed. I was like, hmm, this is different. This is interesting. And I was watching and I was like, Wow, this is this is incredibly funny, and I remember showing my girlfriend it, and she was like, she, we're, "We're both into cooking and everything," yeah. and we were just like in awe. Of it. And she was all, "What yeah. are you making?" And this, this, and that. And then that was when we, were, we got into it. I started watching a few episodes, and then that yeah. was when I was like, "You know what? I'm going to reach out to you, Matt, and I want to eventually get on there." And then we made our episode yeah, and everything. And I just want to thank you personally, Matt, once again for making that happen, and just catering to what it is that I'm doing because I think that's what stands out to me the most. You know how to cater the dishes to the guests based on what they like and based on what they're doing. That's the one thing that I caught off right off the top of my head, if anything, Matt. But I was gonna, yes, of course. I was going to ask you, as far as, I know it's been like 40 years in running as far as with Chili Con Chili, and I want to also take a moment to say rest in peace to Mr. Sam the Taster, one of the originators that you just mentioned who helped get the ground running with this. But back to my question I was going to ask, what would you say is was the best and worst experience that you had doing an episode of Chili Con Chili that you could t- think of off the top of your head? I think... Um... I think, well, kind of, I know there's a lot. I know yeah, yeah, yeah. I had, uh, I've had a lot of people that own restaurants here in town. And there's this one guy that owned a restaurant. And I can't say his name. I can't say the name of the restaurant. But uh, 
Anyway, very, very popular. And, and I, I thought he was single. And um, so we were talking about, and I kept on asking him, well, what's the, day, what's, what's the single life like here in Corpus? And he would not answer the question. And little did I know that his fiance was sitting on my couch, literally 20 feet away while we were carrying on. And I could not pick up. So finally he just said, by the way, I'm not single. And I thought he was single. That was a horrible mistake. Anyway, uh, what, for whatever it's worth, they broke up. But, and then the other, one of the other great events is that I had uh, a lady that was running for governor. And she used to be the sheriff of Fort Worth. Her name was Lupe Valdez. Mm. And she ran a great campaign. Um, you know, it was a struggle. But she did a great campaign. And so when they showed up the house, we had, you know, CNN and all the national media was following her. So all those people came into my house. That was exciting. That's, that's, those are some interesting experiences. Interesting yeah. experiences for sure. What would you say is probably your most favorite dish that you ever made on chili corn chili? If you can name well, what I'm famous for is my cornbread. And I make a jalapeno cheese cornbread that is out of this world. And so, honestly, I can say that. I mean, I enjoy making it because, first off, it's fantastic. I mean, honestly, it really, really is good. And that's really, that's my specialty. And believe it or not, the other thing is chili. I think I make, honestly, I think I make the best chili on earth. They, uh, I'm a big chili person, and I love chili. And, you know, most times when you go to a restaurant or something, it's just, I don't know. But when you've had good chili, and I'm not just talking about mine, but people who make really good chili, it's hard eating any other chili because it takes, you know, it doesn't taste right. But the chili and cornbread, I mean, you cannot go wrong with chili and cornbread. I mean, that's, that's, that should have been an obvious answer. I don't know why I didn't even think about that. No, no, and it has nothing to do with the name of the show. By the way, yeah. the name of the show is Chili Con Chili, and people understand, they don't understand what that means. It means nothing. It, make, it doesn't even make sense if you translate it. That's the whole idea, which is supposed to be like a little fun title. Because ever there are still people that call me uh, chili con carne and you know all that kind of stuff. And right. like, like I say, it's, it's been a wonderful run, and it's amazing how many people watch that show. I it, mean, it, it, it blew my mind when you told me that whenever we did our episode that there was people in Mexico to this day that watched it. That's why I was like, oh wow, now. I'm now I'm doing. Now I'm part of something very special. When you, whenever you told me that and everything, it's just it's wonderful what you're doing as far as with the run with Chili Con Chili. You got a supporter within myself, within my girlfriend. We've definitely been in tune, tune watching it. We watched the episode that you just did last night. Thank it was incredible. Thank you. Speaking of that, um, where do you see Chili Con Chili? Chili Con Chili, excuse me, yeah. heading as far as in the next few years down the road? You know, I get that question a lot because, uh, you know, it's anytime you put anything on your Internet, you're kind of at the mercy of who you're having the show on. And it's Facebook is very well regulated. And, you know, they they you know, they've put because sometimes I have more viewers than others. But I guess I'm on their radar because they contact me regularly and tell me what I can do and what I can't do. You can't have alcohol on the show. So I cannot cook with wine on the show. I don't drink alcohol. That doesn't affect me. And of course, you can't have any tobacco products on the show either. And um, and uh, and then you know, really, that's about it. Um, like I say, it fluctuates how many people that watch the show from week to week, and it's hard to uh, it's hard to uh, monitor that because the Facebook, the corporation of Facebook, 
monitors huge numbers watching my show where the reflection on what's shown, what I can see, isn't as many. But I know it has to be a lot of people because I'm forever getting letters and pack. I just got a package from uh, a city, the entire city outside of Chicago. Sent me two huge packages. And um, it's incredible. I mean, just all this stuff, aprons, cups, glasses, I mean, uh, bags, I mean, just all kinds of stuff with the name of the city on there. And the lady wrote me this long letter, sweet, sweet letter, and said that everybody in that community watches Chili Con Chili. And that, uh, that they, as a whole, they get together and they do it in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. There's parties that people will get together at a club or a house and their family or all the people will watch the show. They, they put it on a big screen and they watched it, which is, you know, it's just, I don't know. I, just, I, think, it's, I think it's cool because I'm, I'm just glad people like it. I enjoy doing it so that the fact that they like it, I feel like I'm doing something wrong. Answer your question, where am I going to be in three years from now? You know, when I started this, I kind of had big ideas that I was going to try to go this direction and go that direction. And I realized that the more effort I put into it, the less I was enjoying it. So I thought, well, I'm just going to do this organically. You know, and I came out with some T-shirts and I I ended up giving them all away. And, you know, I've got the bumper stickers that I give away. And now I have some bandanas coming out. And so this would be my first venture. We have these bandanas, chili con chili bandanas. And I am going to start selling those. And then we're going to go back into T-shirts. We're going to go back and kind of start selling some merchandising. But uh, I don't know. You know, I've talked to and I have an entertainment lawyer that's looked at the show and everything. And he said, the best thing I can do is just keep doing what I'm doing. And he said, because anytime you have something like this and you try to go commercial, it kind of comes off across as you're trying to become commercial. So I don't know. I can't answer that. You know, we'll see. You know, if nothing happens to it, I'm cool with it. And if something does happen, that's cool also. But once again, it's just such an enjoyable experience. And, you know, I tell you, I was in, uh, I go to Puerto Vallarta, Mexico a lot. And I was walking down the street and we were like in a, part of town that I've never even been in. And we were walking with a couple of friends of mine and we were just real deep in the city, far, far from the water. And as I was crossing the street, I heard somebody yelling chili con chili. And I, we, and it was right by a market, which was right on the corner. And uh, so I just thought, you know, I, I didn't even look back. I just thought, okay, they're getting chilies. It just sounded like they were saying it. And they kept saying it and they kept saying it. Till finally I had to turn around and there was a lady, I swear I'm not making it, an 80 year old lady waving her arms at me. And she goes, chili con chili, you know? And I thought, wow, this is crazy. And my friends were just rolling their eyes. They were like, oh my God, this is, this is absurd. But you know, it's a lot of fun, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Really, really. It's addicting, man. It really is. Like, I've been on Chili Con Chili. You know how many times randomly me and my girlfriend just say out of nowhere, Chili Con Chili. The odd thing about that is that there was an organization here in town that wanted me to go. They were having some type of reception at somebody's house. And it was like a kickoff party for a big fundraiser. And I don't know what they expected, but I know I was scared of this. They wanted me to show up and kind of emcee it and everything. And the show is one way, but the way I am away from the show, I'm not like that at all. And I'm a, I'm a to the point where I'm an introvert. I don't really go out much and I don't really mix and mingle with a lot of people. So when people see the show, they think I'm on, I'm, I'm on 24 seven. And actually I'm only on barely an hour a week and that's it, you know? So it's, 
I hate to say it, but that's 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 really like a character. I don't and don't ask me where it came from either, because I definitely don't. Well, I think about it. I, I used to, I used to like I used to like some old comedians or an old country comedian by the name of Jerry Clower that was funny, funny, funny. And then you could look him up on YouTube. And then I was a big, big, huge Pee Wee Herman fan. And I just love that kind of humor that he had. So I don't know. No, it's, I, I appreciate the honesty and the backstory behind it. And we're getting a little bit more. We're kind of peeling the layer back of what Chili Con Chili is, what it really isn't, all that good stuff. I, I love it. I love every single second of this. But I have a list of questions that I usually ask everybody who come on the show, Matt. It's just give the people a little bit more about who you okay. are as an individual, et cetera. Okay. My first question for you, Matt, because I know you're a morning person based on our conversations we've had in the past. What is the first thing you do or think of every single morning that you wake up every day? Well, I, I'm a med, I'm a, I, first off, I love the mornings. I get up every morning at 5.30 and I love to meditate. And so I try to meditate for at least 30 minutes before I get out of bed. And the first thing I think is uh, just to give thanks for being here one more day. I think it's a blessing to be alive, you know, and I think we're under a lot of struggles. A lot of people are in a lot of struggles and just to learn to appreciate what you have and not to worry about what other people have and just be happy for everything that life has to offer. And that's what I think about when I get up in the morning, how thankful I am and what a blessing it is. I have a very simple life. I lead a very, very simple life. And for me, that works. You know, I, uh, there was a time in my life, you know, that I had a lot of problems and, and I realized that I was putting myself under a lot of pressure. And when I simplified my life, everything was great. So I get up every morning, give thanks. Nothing wrong with that. That's the same thing I do every single morning myself because at the end of the day, it starts with God and it's going to end with God at the end of the day. So amen to that. Yes, sir. Um, Since you're on the Health Fitness Wealth Business Podcast Series, it's right that I bring you into my world a little bit and ask you this. What is your own personal definition of health and wealth to yourself? Well, I, you know, I, um, first off, I believe in exercising and I've been a member of the Y for a long time and I go to the Y, I try to go every day and work out and I try to eat healthy. I don't drink alcohol and I don't use tobacco products. Obviously, I don't use drugs. So health is very, very important to me. And when I don't go to the Y, I usually go walk for about an hour, whether it be on the Bayfront or at some of the bigger parks here in town. And so that means a lot to me. And the next question, I guess, is about wealth. Right. Right. Well, yeah, it's, you know, I'm fortunate that I get to do what I enjoy doing. And my business was really great four and five years ago. And since COVID, it's really not that great, but I see it coming back. So I'm just sticking to what I do. And, uh, and wealth to me is just, you know, having the things that we want to have and having the things that we need to have, but not having, I really don't have a lot. Like I say, I just, I really really try to keep my life as simple as possible. It's the simple things in life. It's the simple things in life. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm right there with you, Matt. I mean, as yep. long as I have like a bed to lay my head in, a roof yes. over my head, the life. Absolutely. Is, 
the water's running. I'm right. that. I can build off of that. I, I'm right. Definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Wealth, health, wealth, and what was the other part of the question? No, but that, that was it. That was it. Okay. I, I, I appreciate those answers. Those That's fine. Answers. Yes. What would you say is your personal go-to hobbies that you're doing whenever you're just in your own world, in your own zone type of thing? Say that question again. I didn't understand. I'm sorry. No, you're good, Matt. What are your, some of your favorite personal hobbies for those who are listening to the HFWB podcast series at this moment? Okay. I, I'm i sorry. Just repeat it one more time. I just don't, I don't understand. I don't hear it. It sounds off or something. No, no, you're good. What are some of your personal favorite hobbies? Okay. Yeah, my first favorite, I just love, uh, love working in the yard. I'm a big yard person. I enjoy, enjoy working in the yard. It's one of my most favorite things that, you know, it's just the greatest. And uh, every time I get a chance, I work in my yard. And that's, that's one of my favorite things. And I also like to travel to Mexico. I love Mexico. And so every time I get a chance, we go to Mexico and spend a lot of time with some beautiful people. And it's such a beautiful country. And so really, that's about it. You know, I wish I could say that I don't play golf. You know, I've just now started to learn how to play pickleball. So I'm playing pickleball, a little bit of tennis. But I've never have been like a big sports guy. Like I've never have done that other than going to the YMCA. But I just, you know, in South Texas, the weather's always beautiful. So I enjoy working in the yard. That's, that's great. That's great. And it's funny how you mentioned that you always like to go to Mexico all the time because my girlfriend and I were talking about this last night as far as we need to take a trip to Mexico to go to like one of those little resort spas like around the Tulum area and everything that they just look so beautiful. And I can imagine you have so many experiences and stories on that alone. It's just that's definitely on the bucket list for myself personally. That's for sure. Yeah, and you know, and, uh, and just on that note, when we first started going, we did stay at a resort, and we went because there was a friend of ours getting married. He didn't have any family going down there, so we went down to help him represent his family. And mm-hmm. um, we did stay at a resort. And the funny thing about resorts, I got to tell you, is first off, they're very expensive. Secondly, you have to leave the resort to go see the city which is for security reasons, they don't like a lot of people going in and out of resorts. Mm-hmm. I would recommend not staying at a resort. I would recommend staying at a boutique hotel. You'll mm-hmm. save so much money. You'll be right there in the heart of the city. And a lot of them are just one block from the water and you're there. You, you have it all. I mean, the restaurants and all that other stuff. I mean, and I, that's just, I'm just speaking for me, but mm-hmm. for me, the resorts don't do it for me because you're not taken in the culture of the community. You're taking in the culture of that little resort restricted to the restaurants that they have there, which are okay. But I just like experiencing the culture when I go to somewhere, like the food and everything. And so anyway, FYI, if you go to Mexico, call me up and I'll give you some, I'll definitely tell you the do's and don'ts. I will remember that whenever I plan my trip down the road for sure, Matt. Now my last question I have for you before we wrap everything up, if you had the opportunity to go back in time and talk to yourself 10 years ago, what would you tell yourself? And where do you see yourself personally in the next 10 years? Well, if I could go back 10 years ago, I would tell myself to 
do more. You know what I'm saying? Just do more of everything. Do more working out. Do more uh, networking. Uh, do more traveling. Just to do more. Just because I'm I'm getting ready to turn 62 years old, and just because you're 50 or 60 years old, you should you really have to stay on top of things that you don't slow down. And even though I have slowed down, it's important not to slow down. It's important to just try to hit it running. And I think over the years I've slowed down and in hindsight, you do it before you know it. And then 10 years go by and you look back and you think, well, I should have done that. So that's a great, great question. 10 years from now, I plan on doing the exact same thing I'm doing today. If God, God's willing, I want to still be working, doing what I like doing, enjoying traveling to Mexico, working in the yard. And like I say, uh, you know, and doing more of that. And so that's that's really where I say I am. As far as chili con chili, I'll still be doing it. And who knows, you know, something might something might happen. There's, there's been so many things I've worked on with that show. And it's like anything else. Entertainment business is very, very hard. And so you have to keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. And that's kind of where I'm at with that. But I'm enjoying it also. It's not like a lot of work. So who knows? Maybe chili con chili might end up being my calling. And if it is, I'm I'm cool with it. You know, I think it'll be fun. Yes, yes. For anyone who's listening to the HFWB podcast series, Matt, and who would like to get more in touch with you and contact you, et cetera, how can they reach you exactly? You can go to multiple ways. You can go to my website, which is mattstevensentertainment.com, mm-hmm. or you can reach out. To, you can see me on Chili Con Chili. It's uh, the same thing, chiliconchili.com. You can go to those. And then all the other uh, information, contact information are on those websites. So once again, it's mattstevensentertainment.com or chiliconchili.com. And for everyone who's listening to this HFWB podcast series interview right now, if you don't have an understanding of who this, who this man is here after this interview, you should by now and Go check out Chili Con Chili every Sunday at 7 p.m. on Facebook, on YouTube. It's a great show, and it's a great way to just help you just relax and just basically just have fun and just get a good laugh in after a long week because we all go through long weeks at the end of the day. And Chili Con Chili, to me, is the staple as far as this is a great way to end the week, you know, get gathered with your family and friends. And, hey, who knows, you might learn something new as far as a cooking recipe right in the air. So that's one thing I take out of it. And that's one thing I think you, the people listening and watching on YouTube right now, should take out of this as well. And with that being said... I want to thank you, Matt, for taking time out of your day just to even make this HFWB podcast appearance even happen. Thank you once again, my kind sir. Thank you, Clifton. I appreciate it. Of course. And for those who are listening right now, this is your host, Clifton Pope from the HFWB podcast series. Y'all continue to stay healthy, wealthy, and blessed. Till next time, everybody.